And welcome back to Kimboology. Thank you for joining us here. This is the Rick Dog Network speaking, the producer of the show. And we have a very special show for you. I'll introduce the guest in just a moment. I got roped into another intro. I don't know how I keep... <laughs> I'm just kidding around. Thank you for joining us as I'll get try to get started as quickly as possible. We'll be releasing this on Memorial Day. So everybody have a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, enjoy yourself. It's been beautiful weather here in Chicago, so have fun, but not too much fun. Make sure you drink plenty of water. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guests. We'll bring them to the stage. We have Lisa, Michelle, and your host of the show, the beautiful We are back, everyone. And guess what it's time for? It's time for our guests. Oh, my God, guys. I'm so excited. Lisa Michelle is in the building. Say hi, Lisa. Hello, everybody. How are you? (laughs) She looks so pretty. I love this haircut, girl. It's like if you guys are watching the visuals, like she's giving me like sexy, like almost like sexy librarian, but like naughty because she's got a pole in the back. So uh-huh. I love it. I love it. She's like, that's what I was trying to give. Not funny. <laughs> well, I haven't seen you in such a long time. Um, and it's funny because I'm like, I always like to kind of like tell like the listeners, like our backstory for me and you, we officially like did a job together. A really fun mm-hmm. job. Do you remember that? What, which one of that was? Oh, that Snoop show. I had yes. no idea how big that was going to be. Yes. Yeah. You know, isn't it like, funny, right? You, you pick up these gigs and you're like, oh, uh, sure. Yeah, I'll do this. And then you end up like fucking dancing for Snoop Dogg. Uh-huh. It's awesome, right? <laughs> I mean, love yeah. it. And like, I didn't even know that Schoolboy Q was there too. So like we were walking into the back, backstage. I was like, oh my God, that's Man of the Year. He's, oh my that's God. Man of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like yes. warming up to it. I'm like, this is even crazier. But Wait, yeah, it was. Lisa, where was he? He was in the back where Little Wayne was? No, I know um, we were back in the. He we was on stage. Okay. He was on stage when we were warming up back there with oh, all that equipment and shit. Yes, remember they put the poles back there. Yes, they put the poles yeah. right. We were warming up and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we had like uh me uh, me and Lisa had doubles. Like we were in a doubles team, and so mm-hmm. I had fierce, and you had you had Lana. Yes. Yep. And so we were like yep. doing like you know like the whole surfboards and all that fun stuff. So. Yep. Good we times. did it at the same time. It was so amazing. Yo, I know. A, we didn't that even, was a magic show. Dude, we didn't even coordinate that or anything. It just fucking like happened, right? Like, yeah. Or did we coordinate it? Did we practice? Did we? We practiced remember. it in the back, but like we didn't, I didn't know. I don't know who started. We don't have timing or, just, yeah, it was, it was just kind of yeah, like go and do your out. thing. Yeah, it just worked out. Yeah. It's worked out. So, all right. So, um, so that's a little backstory with Lisa, uh, Michelle, but I didn't even say like, you know, I wanted to introduce you, but I want to let yourself introduce you to the audience. So tell us who, a little bit about yourself and who you are. Um, I'm a person, <laughs> I'm a normal person. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm, I'm here as my stripper pole dancer self. Um, I've been a stripper for, I had to think about this the other day because someone else asked me and it's been like 13 years now. Has it um, really been? Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, I, by the I started, way, I smoke, I smoke weed, so I'm going to be smoking on the pod. So <laughs> I do you know. too. I have, I'm yes, girl. Here. What you got? Oh, you got some pre-rolls? Someone gave me these. People Swiftless. are always giving me weed. Yeah. 
people's always giving her weed and guess what? Yeah. It's not going to stop. Cause I mean, like I was going to give you some too. So this is perfect. Okay. I, I always yeah. like to see, I'm like, is she, does she consume? Is she, you know, is she a consumer? So perfect. So you smoke leganja. Yes. Okay. Cute. Yes. So, okay. So 13 years, right. You were doing the math. 13 years. It, it was during the, um, I started because of the recession. So I was, uh, oh. I was traveling overseas. I was in Japan and like, I was like, yeah, I'll come back to home and I'll get a job. And then I got back here and I was like, oh, there's no jobs here. So <laughs> Wait, you were in Japan though? What were you doing mm-hmm. up there? Just hanging out. Like I, um, I had never, I had never like left the country. I'd never been on a plane till I was like 25. Okay. So, um, I I'd studied Japanese in college and I always wanted to go there. And then it just so happened that there was an intern at the company I was working at that was from Japan and no one ever talked to him because he didn't really speak English. Oh and then God. one day he was walking by and I said, how'd you watch today? And he like turned around and he was like, oh, ah, <laughs> so we, yes. we started having like little conversations, you know, and then we, we pass a notebook to each other with like jokes in it. And we became like best friends. And then I ended up um, going to Japan with him for like six weeks uh, oh right, it was my like right god the recession yeah what a story that's so do i love japan girl i've been twice so that's why i was like yeah. oh, you've been to japan i'm like oh so i'm sure yeah. you you spent a lot more time there you said six weeks wow so you must have gone all over japan Everywhere. yeah oh my god we started in like um osaka because he had lived there before he came to america okay and then uh, we went to like um fukuoka and then matsuyama and then down to um okinawa oh, um and then, and then the last place i went to was tokyo which is different. Most people go to Tokyo first. Yes. So. <laughs> That's what I did. I was like, I went to Tokyo yeah. first. Wow. My wow, Japanese was so, so cool. messed up though. <laughs> Cause I got to Oka or I got to Osaka and I, you know, they speak a different dialect. So I was like, what? Oh, do they? I don't do. Yeah. They? It's a little different. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like okay. if you say like, Oh, I know something, what card is But then if you're in, in Osaka, it was like, what card? it's really fast. And like, kind of like how, uh. you know, in the Midwest, like we don't say, I want to, we say, I want to I want to. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. So I was like, I couldn't understand people. And then I got used to that. And then I went back to Tokyo and everything was very like proper, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is so cool. I I love that you like, like love and embrace and like passionate about Japanese culture. Obviously you speak Japanese. Mm -hmm. That's fucking dope. Japanese is hard as fuck. I was out there. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't even try. I mean, I just was like, you know, you know, just like the basics, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I was just like, do that because mm-hmm. more, I just emulated what I was hearing at the ramen mm-hmm. spot. So I was just like, I think that means thank you. Right. Right. I think it's thank you very much. Right. Thank you very much. Or no? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. See, I got something, but you know, you know, whatever. But that was honestly like the, my, one of my favorite, most favorite places in the world. So I'm so happy you went. Okinawa, Okinawa was like, isn't it like, kind of like, um, I was hearing it's kind of like a beachy area uh-huh. of japan right it's like a beach town yeah. of japan it's like their hawaii <laughs> it's their hawaii yeah um, god i've been it's, it's I, that really was, small is it yeah mm-hmm. you can get we we got a moped and we went around like most of okinawa in like know, like eight to twelve hours shit um, okay so yeah mm-hmm. it is it it's is really beautiful small. though it's really beautiful totally oh different god. culture there than oh on the mainland i, I yeah i like i was told like because i follow like a pole dancer out there and she's like this, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, like, like she loves reggae and she's got like, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, she had like, um, like, I think she had like dreads and all sorts of shit. I'm like, what is up with the Okinawa? Like this place looks fucking dope. <laughs> like it looks very like, yeah. like they're like the rebels of like Japan a little bit or something. So I don't know. I loved it, but 
So shout out to you. That was really cool. So I, I learned things. <laughs> I love I love doing this, honestly, because I learned so much about my guests that I didn't know. And, you know, um, and like this is just like another layer to you, apparently. So that's pretty fun. That's pretty cool. So but OK, so let's go ahead. in a sense. OK, so you've been um, a stripper. Um, oh, hello, George. My cat is just like going to join us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my dog so is yeah. somewhere around here. You have a dog? Okay. I was yeah, he, say, I'm he's like, back there. He's probably he's chilling. Start being a jerk in a second. Oh, he's so cute. He's just chilling back there. Hey, yeah. what's your dog's name? <laughs> Turbo. Tur- I love that. Turbo. Yeah. Hi, buddy. He's like, what are you guys talking about? That's so cute. <laughs> well, sickening. Okay, perfect. So, okay. So 13 years as a mm-hmm. stripper. And so you got into it because of the recession. So what were you doing yeah. before you said you were going to school? And then you... And then you, um, went yeah, to I got my, um, I got my undergrad, um, at Columbia downtown okay. and I was working, um, in advertising, but I studied audio engineering. So I was really you know, formally, formally trained as a, you know, not a podcasting, but I probably could use that skill on podcast. Yeah. Um, I was like, like broadcast, a, like broadcast school a little bit or like, more? I, I did, um, more post-production. So I was oh. more of like an editor. Yeah, I worked on mostly commercials. And then I I also worked on um, whenever there was like an independent thing project, like they would always like throw that at me. Okay. Um, It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good, good job, but didn't pay enough. And then I know that's um, right. I quit. I quit to travel. So see that me and you are aligned, girl. That's I love that. (laughs) I was a graphic designer and then I quit to travel. I was like, fuck this shit. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to see the world. You can always go back to it. (laughs) exactly exactly literally so and that's the thing is like you know you only like and also I don't want to be like 70 years old traveling like I want to do it Mm -hmm. while I have energy and like hike and stuff so I love that oh yeah I'm so glad I went to Japan when I was younger because like I had a really good time. I know that's right, girl. Oh, I had a really good time when I was there. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to that in the juicy start part later and meditate, mm-hmm. masturbate, medicate. Maybe she'll share <laughs> some juiciness. But okay, cool. So, okay. So basically, you know, that's your, how long right now? And so you told us how long you've been stripping. So that means you've been also pole dancing, say, for 13 years? Yeah. yeah? Okay, yeah. cool. And so that's when, it, okay, so... You know. What was that? Was the breaks? I know, girl. Yeah. I had. <laughs> let's not even. I girl on the uh-huh. pole right now. I can't even do like the shit that I used to do. It's just, bullshit. It's I saw a, you. I've been watching your videos. Oh, girl, not girl. Everything hurts. I got a lot more weight to lift up. You know what I'm saying? But you know, your girl's gonna get back into it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Only makes you I've stronger. Been, very true. And more you know load, more resistance makes you stronger. Oh, that's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I like that silver lining. Okay. I got a little, I got a little <laughs> more weight, but I got, you know, I'm gonna get a little stronger faster because I got the weight. So yeah, you know what? Muscle memory is crazy. Cause I was it just is. like, I was literally like, oh, I can't do, I won't be able to do that. I won't be able to do that. Blah, 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 blah. Like it's been like two years. Like I haven't even tried that move. And I was surprised, girl. I busted out yeah. of Jade not too long ago. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it hurts, but a oh, yeah. lid, <laughs> it I'm does, like, yeah. it hurts, but you know, okay. Yeah, no. Um, so 13 years in pole dancing. So like now you're an instructor and now, you know, like pretty much when you immersed yourself into this world, right. Of like, you know, when you got back from Japan now, were you, were you hesitant at all? Or like, why did you initially say like, okay, instead of going and like working somewhere else, maybe going back into audio or how, why is it that you got into the world of stripping and pole dancing? Um, well, I was living with my parents. I had to move back to the suburbs and, uh, I, it was, you know, a bunch of people that age, we were all like in our, you know, mid to late twenties, like, you know, we lost our jobs. So, uh, I had a friend who was also back at home and one night we just went out to like 
the local titty bar. And uh, there was a Come on, a local titty there. bar. Come on now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, because I grew up like in Sager, Chicago Heights. So there's just tons of strip clubs out there. Ah, so, okay. Chicago know. Heights, that area. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we went to one and this woman handed me a flyer for like, they they had amateur night contests. It was a rack a month club. I actually still have the postcard. Oh, come on now. Year. Look at that. The nostalgia. The nostalgia. Oh my God. Oh, yes. I can't believe you like, is that, is that something you're holding on to as like a memento? A little bit? Oh, I love that. This is like my big break. This is like, oh, I love that. Shout. Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy's amateur night. Okay. (laughs) Shout out. Yeah. So that's how that happened. Like I just, um, I was like, I think I gotta, I think I gotta do this because I can't, you know, get a job. So um, and it, back then, you know, you got a lot of money. It was a thousand dollar prize. So um, I took it pretty seriously and I had to try to figure out like how to dance, you know, and uh-huh. I'd never even like, I'd been to a strip club like once or twice before that. So, and there was really no studios back then. So, right. Well, yeah. I, um, Cause this is like 13 years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there okay, wasn't yeah, really, it's... there was like flirty girl. Uh-huh. Um, right. Like, which is one, more of a fitness. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So did you so, like teach yourself? Would you say you're like a self, like a self-taught? <laughs> I did. Yeah. I mean, like there was a couple of people on YouTube. Um, I got my first lesson from my friend, Patrick, because okay. for the amateur night, I was like, Pat, I don't know what to do. I, I don't, I don't even know like how to do the pole. And we're in his basement. He grabs like the support column. He's like, okay, you're going to do this. And then you're going to flip your hair and then you're going to open your shirt. <laughs> like, yes, okay, come on, Patrick. Was Patrick yeah. a dancer or? No, he just, he, he just, just was like, like, I know what you're enthusiastic. Do. Yeah. I love it. I love he's it. like, trust me. I find the club. Like I know what's going uh, on. <laughs> he's like, this is what I'd like to see. So let me go ahead. Yeah. And like, okay, cute, cute. Yeah. So Shout he was my first teacher. He was my first teacher. I love it. I love it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay. And so what was your first night like? Like when you went on there, like how did that feel? At the amateur night, oh yeah. my god, I did not know what I was doing. Um, there was a ton of girls there. Um, I think like they put on my first song was Danzig Mother. That was my song. Which one? <laughs> and I showed up Danzig uh, Mother by Danzig. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was it is it like a I don't think I know that song. Is it like a it's slow like a fast? metal song? It's oh, it's heavy metal. It's Ooh. Yeah, it starts off slow and then it okay. picks up a little bit. And then it picks up. Okay. But you know song. what? Metal was like, you can get into mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? There's like that Back adrenaline. Then. And so it like hypes yeah, you up yeah. a little bit. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That's what's that up. That was my song. Um, and then like, uh, there's, you know, there was a couple of girls that were obvious, like, pros you know they were in the industry <laughs> and they're just trying to get that thousand dollars real quick oh is that what it is um, all right yeah okay it's like you ain't no amateur get out of here yeah. <laughs> but it was it was like they actually asked you questions like they treated it like a competition and I brought I actually called some of my friends like from the city to come because I was like you guys I know it's far but I'm in the suburbs for now can you come out here and they did I had a group of friends really? come down and um to support me and uh um it was a long night because they just, there was so many of us. So we had to keep oh, going yeah. and they would like in between, they would ask us questions. And I remember the DJ is like, so, you know, what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? And like, I'm just like, I was not prepared to answer questions. And I literally <laughs> said crocheting and crocheting! they thought I, I was it. joking. I was like, no, really? Like I like to make scarves and like, it, <laughs> it was so innocent that like people thought I was like making this shit up. And I was just like, Oh, like I, that's what I do. Yo, um, y'all asked. It worked out for me. <laughs> okay. Did you win? 
I won. Yeah. Come on now. She yeah. won the amateur night. Oh, so that completely yeah. set the precedent. You're like, all right, well, yeah, this is it. This is really it. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to you, yeah, girl. Like, it was, it was really great. Um, and I, I had no intention to work. I was just like, give me this money. I'm going to figure this out in a couple of weeks. Like I'll get a job. I was, yeah. cause they had actually called me to come work there after that. And I was like, yeah, whatever. okay. Like I just, I just, no, like, I don't want to get into that. And, um, then like, I just still couldn't find a job. So then I like went to lover's lane and got like a yellow bikini and like the tiniest little clear pleasers, like the, Oh my God, ones. the baby heel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shout out to lover's and I went lane. In there. Holding it yep. down for the strippers because, yep. like, literally, like, where else will you get your shit? Right? It's like, right, right, <laughs> yeah. There's nowhere else to go. There was nowhere else so to go. That's, yeah, that's what okay. I did. And I, my first shift was like so dumb. I remember one of the senior dancers, like, she, she knew what to do. She, I asked her, I'm like, I don't know how to do this, and she's like, here, <laughs> come with me. And she Aww. just like sat with two guys, and she's like, you're gonna take her for a dance. And I did. I remember I talked to the guy about like video games. Like it was a so bad. <laughs> oh my! Well, but you know what? Was he living? Like, did he was like okay? Like, or was it not? Probably like, at first. I'm sure okay. after a while he was like, "Are you gonna get naked or what?" <laughs> like, oh, so girl, you were sitting oh, there talking about a game, naked. right? Yeah. You were just sitting there like so. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. He's like the fuck. Yeah. Off your- what? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's hilarious. I had no clue I that. that I was supposed to get naked. No, I just. I, you know, I was like, I was just that innocent. Like I was really that innocent. Like I didn't really understand what stripping was, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love this story, guys. Like, I just love that she literally like went out, slayed an amateur night, fucking won a thousand dollars and then just like decided, and then was like, all right, I guess I'll go and work at the club. But like, also just like not understand the culture that really honestly probably helped you, I think in the long run, because mm-hmm. Cause I would say, cause I had, you know, I have a lot of stripper friends too and things. And like, when I was in Australia, my girl would tell me, she's like, if you play that character or like go with it, like they'll like that. Right. So did you play? Oh, yeah. And you were just not even playing a character. You were just legit, innocent starting out and didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. I had no clue. I learned real fast though. Like, I know that's right. You know, the hard way <laughs> I learned the hard way. I had my buttons pushed a lot of times. And I was like, I went through an angry stripper phase because okay. of all that. And, and then eventually, you know, I moved on to like, I graduated to like a bigger club, um, uh-huh. the nice stage. And like, then I, you know, I got better at it. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's a good, that's a great segue. So you said that you went through an angry stripper phase, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to like, ask you like, what was like, you know, the catalyst to that angry stripper phase or like, you know, what was like the worst experience that maybe like set that off? Do you have an example? Um, back then, um, it it wasn't like one thing that happened. Okay. It was just like uh, not knowing how to like get the money that I wanted for like the amount of labor that I was doing. Like I, cause I would see other dancers like going home with like 700, 800 bucks at a tiny ass club, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was going home with like 200 and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know uh-huh. what to do. I didn't know how to hustle. Um, and guys like that club had like no regulations. Like they were just like gropey and, you know, like, I didn't know how to deal with that. So it just added up over time. And then one day I remember I was like, I was back in the city. I went up to hang out with a friend and my car was getting a boot put on it. We came out of a store. My car was getting a boot put on it. And I just like screamed at the guy. I was like, do you know what I had to do to make that money to have to pay for this? And that's when I realized like the, the price that I was paying for like the, the type of work that I was doing without strong boundaries. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was like the first time it like, like it came out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Not and angry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of, huh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, you, and then that's another thing guys is like, I want to always preface it that like, you know, you're not, you pay the house to, to work. Like, you know, most people think mm-hmm. like, oh, these strippers are making like tons of money. Like they also have to pay to be there. There's house fees. Right. And at that mm-hmm. time, like, what was the house fee? Like, what are they, what are you um, paying? I think at that club, it was like, it was like 60 before nine o'clock or something like that. Okay. Or 60 okay. and I think they may have had a flat fee, but I always came in early, um, like before nine o'clock. Cause I thought it was a real job. Um, uh, I mean, it is a real job, but you know, I, yeah. thought I had to be like there a certain time, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. um, so I was always there on time. Um, but yeah, that club, it was really small, so they didn't go very high with the fees, but yeah, we paid to work. And, you know, sometimes like you're not going home with as much and you're like, well, damn, that cost me a lot. <laughs> you know, that, right. I did not make as much as I wanted to make to deal with this shit tonight. Uh-huh. Although I will say this after 13 years and no one will probably believe me, but I have never gone home negative. Not once. What do you mean? I don't <laughs> know. I think that's, I, I was going to say, I'm like, no girl, you look like you'd be taking home bands. So that's good. Yeah. No, I mean like, and that's yeah. the thing guys. So she did say negative because guess what? When you have to pay the house fee, you're already mm-hmm. in the whole, let's like, say 60 bucks. Right. So that means yeah. you are in the negative because you go there. That mean, That means like you've never had a night where you didn't make any money. Or you didn't make yep. more than the $60 that you put in. Like you made more than yep. 60. Yeah. I had Which, a bad shift. <laughs> I had one bad shift. I went home with $20, but I still did not go home negative. But you didn't go to the negative. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And okay, I learned, so then, I, that was one of the biggest lessons I learned on that shift. Uh-huh. What was that lesson? Mm-hmm. Um, don't stand by your friend. Cause if your friend has problems, they'll drag you down. I had a friend who had a like drinking problem and Fuck. she wanted me to sit at this table with her and like, I kept thinking the customer was going to turn it over and you know, yeah. buy a room with us or get us some dances. And uh-huh. he never did, you know? And I was like, not, it doesn't matter. I'm wasting my time. The club. It doesn't matter how good you are outside. Drop that bitch when you get in the club. I know that's right. Drag you down. I know. It's that's all about right. making money when you're there. Right. Yeah. You're like, I'm here to hustle. I'm clocked in. So I'm going to need you to yes. scooch over. And I same thing it. in reverse too. Like there's people that like I've worked with work really well with at work not friends outside of work, you know, it goes really like, yeah. Like, you know who you work well with. Cause it's like, you have a character and sometimes certain characters balance each other out. Uh-huh. You get a good hustle going with another dancer. It's like, you bounce off of each other. You're like, you know, teaming up on guys, but outside of the club, like you might not have anything in common. You just have a very similar way of selling inside the club. I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then like you're helping, like you're basically helping each other out. Cause you're like teaming yeah. up and then that's what's up. And then, but that's so very real. Cause it's like, and just like any job yeah. guys, like any regular fucking nine to five, mm-hmm. you might be able to work really well with somebody, you know, at your job, but you might hate them in real life. Maybe they're, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> not get along with or like you have nothing in common, like, which is what she said. Yeah. So very much yeah. like every job, you know, cause sex work is work guys. It is a, it's a legit job. You know what I mean? It might may, may not be your, whatever your conventional in a sense, you know, it's a society, but actually it is work. And I think it's, I respect sex works and sex worker strippers all day because I tried that shit. It's just hard. It takes <laughs> yeah. super, it takes super strong willed mind to just, you know, you know, basically, cause the thing is like, you know, and this is what my friend would tell me that you have a character that you, like you said, you have a character, you're playing a role, you know what I mean? And like to, dif- to dif- differentiate the two and to keep those. And then you said boundaries too. Right. So, so mm-hmm. I want to go back to that. Right. Cause you had boundaries. So like, what were some of the boundaries that you weren't really like noticing in the beginning that you needed to establish when you started to pole dance and strip? 
Um, you know, just, uh, not knowing how to like get guys to not grab so much, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I didn't know that you could charge for extras, you know, like if they're going to do it, you'd be like, all right, now you owe me an extra 20 bucks or else I'm just going to walk away from you. Uh-huh. You don't want to tip me. Okay. Bye. You know, because then like, if they're not going to tip me extra for what they just grabbed, then I leave, which means the dance is done. I get more, t- I go back on the floor, you know, mm-hmm. I'm back on the floor five minutes sooner than I would have been. And I'm already like trying to get somebody else. So, you know, you know most of the time, like they don't do that. You know, most, most customers are pretty mm-hmm. decent. Um, but there's always, you know, one or two like that. And that, you know, that's just customers, but like, you know, boundaries with other dancers, uh-huh. um, like I was saying inside and outside of work. Um, you know, I've worked with some dancers that, you know, weren't honest or like tried to like get a larger cut of something, you know, uh-huh. stuff like that. Okay. You know, that's happened a couple of times. Cause you think like, Oh, I'm an honest person. Everyone else is, but that's not true. So, right. You know, right. Boundaries with money, boundaries with myself, with my own money. I struggled with that for a long time. And I'm just yeah. like reconciling like all that. Like I understand now why I didn't invest in property or save as much as I wanted to because I was investing in something else. Right, that right. A lot of people don't understand. Like my investment was like not as conventional as like what most people did. What was your inv- what was your investment, if you don't mind me asking? My pole education. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> like guys. I, yeah. We pay like pole dancers, like when I yeah. was going and like paying for classes, like that shit's not cheap, so guys. Expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. If you're paying and then if you're paying your, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a fee to be at a studio, because the thing is like, you know, as a, as a stripper and a dancer, like the pole is your apparatus. That is your work instrument. So you got to get good. There's a skill you got to gain. So you got to mm-hmm. practice. So then like you got to be able to go and like, pra- you know, work out and like, you know, maybe take some mm-hmm. classes or take or go free pole, like at free time and then. Just like get yeah. up there and it takes time. So yeah, you're right. So investment in yourself pretty much, yeah. right? Yeah. I did like a lot over, you know, my time in the industry. I would, you know, learn new pole things. I became a personal trainer. I did, I just had a lot of like, you know, certification with fitness and nutrition and stuff like that. So that, mm-hmm. that was kind of like my parallel career. Okay. Stripping. Like, and I, you know, I'd like to think that I was a top performer at my club, you know, on stage. And then eventually yeah. I was like on the sales floor too. What do you mean? Oh, wait, wait. So a sales floor as opposed to. Yeah. Like selling dances, rooms and stuff like that. Uh-huh, Cause there's like uh-huh. the stage, which you right. do get tipped on stage. It's different in every part of the country in every club, you know, uh-huh. like I've learned, you know, in, in Chicago, probably not going to make that much on stage. That doesn't happen too much. You know, there's a couple clubs that are a little more stage heavy, um, but, um, where I worked, no one really did only here and there, like in the summertime, Saturday night was, you could okay. get some money on stage, but, um, it's not like Atlanta, you know, like, um, right, St. right. Louis. St. Louis is a great place to get stage money. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I've always heard, you know, Atlanta, you know, Miami, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. but I didn't hear St. Louis. Okay. For stage. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then when she's, well, you guys, when she's referring to the stage, like she means like when you go on stage and perform on the pole, you know what I mean? And yeah. down, you know, you might've been seeing those viral videos of like King of Diamonds, like, you know, right. like, you know, things like that. Like those are the, the clubs down Make South yeah. yeah, where the girls are on the pole and the, the guys and the people, and like, they're just making it rain. They're just throwing dollar bills. And then like on the floor, it's just full of money. Right. So, but in Chicago, you're saying that you would make your money like what on the state, on the sales floor. So basically, yeah. Um, talking to yeah. customers and trying to get them, trying to get them to purchase dances from you. Right. 
Yeah. Um, my club that I worked at, they did table dances. Not every club does that. Like a lot okay. of clubs, you can talk and sit at a table, but you have to take them to, you know, the back where the dances happen. Gotcha. Um, but at, at the club I worked at, you could dance like right at the table. So, you know, it was, that was a strategy was to bounce, 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 uh-huh. bounce, bounce until you catch one that's like, oh, I want to go to the champagne room. And then, uh-huh. you know, that's like your, your 500 bucks right there. And you just do that like two or three times and, you know, like a, you know, thousand plus night. Nice. Come on yeah. now. Come on. Look at this. <laughs> Come on now, businesswoman. She's like, okay, let's see. She goes in there like analytically like, okay, so we have, I have seven hours. I'm going to do this. I fucking love that. Cause that's the thing guys. I, I just, I feel like I hate that there's like, I feel like in society, there's like a stigma, right. To like mm. some like strippers or sex workers or whatever that like, they're not smart. Sex workers. No, you guys actually, <laughs> I feel like strip, I've never met a stripper where I'm like, you bitch, you, you are genius. Like you're so smart. Like I'm like, wow. Cause the thing is like, it, it, you're selling, you have to mm-hmm. sell. And every time you're out there on the floor, you know, that's time that you could be making money. So would you say that you like the ones where you can just dance at the table or do you like the champ, like champagne room better? Oh, well, I like the champagne room, you know, right, you, you get make the more money. one customer and then you get to take your shoes off when you're up there. You know? <laughs> um, okay. But damn yeah. bitch, my feet hurt. I know that's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. But you know, yeah. like I've had nights where I didn't even sell a room and I still walked away with, you know, a nice stack. So Okay. Um, there's just different ways to swing it. Like it's not always selling the dance. Like I've, I've sold massages. I've sold conversation. You know, I've had guys like just tip me for talking to them, you know, I love it's kind of like more about reading them and like what they're there for Uh and then just projecting their fantasy back to them. Oh, you want to, you want to have a conversation with somebody you're lonely. Okay. We're going to talk or do you want to smell my feet? Okay. Let's go. Come on now. (laughs) <laughs> yes oh my god yes come on now you had people just pay to smell your feet that's sick oh I yeah love that. I had a regular that he just he had to get his face all on my feet you, I'm like where, sure yes are you kidding me yes yes you can <laughs> smell my feet and give me money yes yeah. <laughs> of course yeah. like Wow. That's interesting. Okay. So this, this is a great segue. Cause I was like, all right, you told me, you told us a little bit about like some of the, like, you know, angry stripper days. Right. I want to know what your best experiences are. Like, I want to know what is like, what's keeping you for 13 years dancing. You know what I mean? Like, what is it? Those, those (laughs) great experiences. (laughs) True. Um, true. You know, it's, it's always like, for me, dancing has always like, it's always sewn together parts of my life that, you know, I'm always working on something like I, you know, I was just in grad school. So now I'm oh, graduated now. I'm, yeah. I'm dancing again to try to get it together until I get like a day job, you know, but I've always like patchworked my life and dancing has always been the thing that saves me when I'm investing in like my education or, you know, traveling and trying to work and make money. Like I've taken trips where like I danced on the road, you know, had my little, I love that. With me and, you yes, know, I it's always that. like something it's, it's like the freedom of, um, it's, you know, a free lifestyle is why I always loved it. And it, there's always a different reason though. Every time I quit and come back, it's, it's for a different reason. And it's always like a different era of stripping for me. So, um, you know, right now I, I feel like, yes, I'm going back cause I'm trying to recoup my pandemic losses. Um, you know, but like, uh, when I, my last round before the pandemic, I was really focused on trying to create more community and trying to connect to, younger dancers. Cause I had suddenly crossed over to being like a veteran senior dancer. And I started, you know, I'd be in the locker room. I start hearing the younger dancers saying things. And I'm like, I know the answer to that problem. Uh-huh. I know what you're supposed to say there. 
I know, you know, like, and uh-huh. I, I started talking to them and I had a couple, you know, like there was one girl that like, we just, you know, I just kind of took her <laughs> under my wing and okay. I would, like a, you, you were know, a mentor. always like try to, yeah, try to help yeah. her out a little bit and, you know, tell her when a guy was wasting her time, you know? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Like, so you're like mentoring and consulting really, honestly, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, that's really dope. Like, um, yeah. so do you, like, do you charge for those services or do you provide like an actual, you know what I mean? I like do. that's, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I do. I, I don't charge. Um, I try not to charge people that I know are, you know, like low income or, you know, they're, they're getting through something. So, you know, certain people I, I'd never charged. Um, but, you know, other people and usually those people come to me like, I want to pay you for this. Cause, okay. you know, so I would always give away some for free to the people like moms with kids that are struggling, you know. Um, and then, you know, I did have a site for a while and I had a coaching business that I was about to launch like a program and then the pandemic started. So I just kind of like tabled it. Yeah. 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 I could have though. And I probably, I probably should have, but. I was going to say, I'm like, you always, I mean, you could still, you can, if you want, right. Still pick it up. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, like we're fully getting back into Uh the swing of things. Right. And summer's around like literally here. So. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and there's always, like you said, always going to be the novice or the beginner dancers that need, mm-hmm. that need help. So, and then like that's the veterans need help. Yeah. You know? I know that's <laughs> like, actually <laughs> the veterans need my help too. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like everybody's going through, you know, a different, cause you're not the same person, you know, right. every year that you're dancing and you're going to have different life challenges. Like it, when I started, like I didn't have to juggle, you know, other jobs or school or anything like that, or like family. And now, you know, like I would have to juggle school and like other jobs that I have and like relationships. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's totally different for me being the person I am now. I have other considerations, you know, that I have to balance with dancing. So my self-care is a totally different approach now than it would have been 13 years ago, especially okay. with regard to my body, you know, like yeah, I definitely... Girl. We talked about that. I'm like, ooh, yeah. and you, and then if you take that time off that pole, ooh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> you, look, feel look, look, you feel you it, feel yeah. You feel everything anew. Your skin is anew, so you're just like, uh-huh. okay. Like, I, I did a Superman the other day, and oh, uh, my, I felt that shit for a week. I was like, girl... <laughs> You know, you like, you know what to do. Like the muscle memory's there, but then like the pain is new, you know, which sucks because uh-huh. you're just like, great. Yeah. I get to feel it again, you know? So, okay. Well, do you have like a really fun story? Like an exp- like that was like a day that you went there and just like, I will never forget this day. Like this was just the best day of my stripping career. Do you remember that? Or do you have an experience <laughs> like that? I've, I've definitely had some, a, a couple days like that. My first time was when I was working at, um, polecats and I, I was a day shift dancer. I, yeah, I, I didn't like doing that. Well, I started nights there and then I figured out, Oh, if I just meet a couple guys and I tell them to come back on like a Tuesday at five, then now I could start getting customers to see me during the day. So I could go home earlier, you know, like a regular day. Smart. Smart. Yeah. I was working day shifts there and I was about to leave at like seven o'clock. Like I always did. And this guy was sitting at one of those like slot machines at the bar. And I just like, I never would talk to those people. And I just, for some reason, I just like said something to him and asked him for a dance. And he's like, Whoa, like super drunk. And I'm like, you want to go up to upstairs? He's like, let's go. And I'm like, okay. So I just brought him to the champagne room and they have another, they have like the regular champagne rooms and they have one that's the ultra lounge. I'm like, let's go to the ultra lounge. He's like, well, let's go. 
I'm like, okay. So it just kept, he kept saying yes to everything I told him. And then it turned out that we were in there for like an hour and a half and we got the, all the servers in there and like they had a nice. costumes back there. We like put angel wings on him and I had some bondage tape. I taped him to the pole. There was a pole. Yes. Right there and, like, he, and he was just hilarious. Like he had no idea what he was doing and he was just <laughs> having the time of his life. Like that guy got a huge bill that month, but I probably, bet, you know, he probably like, he probably changed his ways after that. I hope, but right. um, he definitely had fun for those like couple hours that he was in there. So that, that was my first time I had something like that. The, the last time I had a really good shift was when I was in St. Louis actually. And I was with fierce and uh, she had dr- drove down there. She was working there a lot and she took me with on one trip. And I just like, I had this little, she was into the clear backpacks that they were selling at Target that year. And we went to Target and I found a bright, bright yellow one, a bright neon yellow one, little kid's backpack and all my crap fit in it. Cause you know, they're stage money. So you got to have a bag to put all your money in. Right. And I had that backpack on and it was just like glowing in the club because of the black lights. And you could just see me bouncing around like a lightning bug. And this drunk guy came up to me and he's like, Hey, Hey. And he kept like poking me and I'm like, what, what do you want? And he's like, I like your bag. And I'm like, ah. you do. I'm like, well, let's go to the champagne room. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you want right. to add, do you want to contribute to yeah, my bag? Put What's some up? money in there. Yeah. <laughs> you put some money you in wanna there? Put some money in my bag. Yeah. And he did. And he bought like three hours. And then um, yes. he, then it was like, it was like four or five in the morning. And I saw Fierce walking around. And uh, I was like, I wonder if I could sell the New Orleans room, which was like one of their nice rooms. It was like a three thousand uh-huh. dollar room. I wonder if I could sell that and try to get him to bring her in there because I wanted to split it with. I wanted to give her some money for you know taking me on all these trips and driving and everything. Yeah. So I was like, come here, come here. So I'm like, this is my friend. We're gonna go to the New Orleans room. He's like, well, let's go. <laughs> so I it was like five this. in the morning. We get in the room. There's a bottle of Ace on the credenza. It was a bedroom, you know, there's like a comforter on it, you know, oh. and legit, like we all laid down and cuddled up and we all passed out within like five minutes. And the next thing I know, like the bouncer's knocking on the, the door. He's like, you guys, the room's over. And then he got mad at us because we all got under the covers and we're not supposed to. And we're like, but it was cold in there. Like, <laughs> And like, we just got paid to take a nap. He got paid to take a nap. Paid good too. Like yes. what? It was like what, yes. 500, what was it? Like $500 or something um, like that? They took 40% on the 3000. So, and then she and I oh, split okay. that. So then you split both, it, right? Yeah. We both walk with um, 800 something like or that. So, something right. Like that, yeah. To take a yeah. nap guys. I mean, $800 nap. <laughs> winning. Winning. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, like that's, I mean, that's up there with smelling, smell my feet for five, whatever mm-hmm. the amount of money. <laughs> like hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Here, there you go. Well, that's, I love these stories, guys. This is like my, one of my favorite, like, I just love to hear the stories because the stories are juicy and they're always so much fun to hear because everything's so different. Like a nap. Yes. That sounds like my type yeah. of um, party. So <laughs> that's cool. I love that. Right. All right. Cool. 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 So we had some really fun experiences and we had some bad ones. Um, just like anything, right? Just like anything. There's a duality and there's that balance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to being a, a stripper, sex worker, you right, you've been a stripper for the 13 years now, and I'm sure you've gotten the criticism, right? From mm-hmm. the media or whoever, right? How do you handle that? Like, what is some things, some, some, some stereotypes about strippers that you want to just clear out right now? Be like, guys, this is not actually how things are, you know? 
Yeah. I, like I didn't handle it in the past. Like I would just, you know, internalize, I used to internalize those feelings and I believed it. And I was like, Oh, I must be stupid because I'm doing this job, which is why I quit so many times Mm -hmm. to go get respectable jobs that paid me minimum wage during my savings. Then I'd have to go back to stripping and it'd be hard because I hadn't been in it. You know, like I did that for like eight years of my career. I did that. Um, yeah, that's why I don't have any money in savings. <laughs> I hear but, that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I did. Now it's draining because of the pandemic, but it'll come back. Listen. Um, oh, no. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that's the thing. You know, it's, I'm, I'm very much like, girl, I dr- I, when I went and traveled, I drained my savings too. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Life is short. So I hear you, girl. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so the um, criticism is, you know, something that comes with yeah. territory, right? And something, yes. do, you, do you feel like you, it, help, it gets better in time or no? It does. And I feel like, honestly, the last like five or six years, there's been a huge cultural shift. Okay. And like, it's, I don't know. I, I want to say it's like because of Cardi B or somebody, you know, like, or I don't know that Magic Mike movie changed everything or who knows, but like magic there's Mike. been a shift <laughs> the last couple of years because like, I remember like people used to be uncomfortable when I told them I did for a living and like, I'd be at the grocery store and somebody like, well, where do you, what do you do? And then the, the person checking me out, I'm like, oh, I strip across the street over there. I'm like, oh, cool, <laughs> yes. cool. You know, okay, it's just so yeah. different. Yeah. It's so different now. Like, it's like, I used to hide it when I first started doing pole. I never told people what I did. Uh-huh. I was just doing pole. And uh-huh. then after a while, like I, I finally verbalized it like around right. 2015, I think is when I finally verbalized it 2014 or so. And, um, it was, I, I couldn't tell how people felt. I didn't know how I felt about it, but, um, it became more of like being fetishized uh-huh. versus being criticized, you know, like okay. within the, the pole world and, you know, in some other, um, facets of society, it's like, you're kind of like this, um, I don't know, like you're something to marvel at, or, you know, like try to figure out, you know, like okay. it's, yeah, there's that. <laughs> so, so there's this like culture now of more acceptance and more like glorifying it a little bit maybe, or yeah. as opposed to like, yeah. you know, the shame and the negativity, which sickening. I mean, I've, yeah. I've always glorified from the date, from, yeah. ju- from jump, you know what I mean? I've always like, yeah. if I was like 17, you know, stinking into the strip clubs and being like, here, paying the girls. And I just was like, man, I wish I could do that. So, but I guess, yeah. you know, everybody's viewpoints and, or, you know, everyone's, you know, whatever. I mean, that's the thing. It's like on social media, you know, like stripping and like things like that, those mm-hmm. hashtags would be banned, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the Instagrams and things like that. So, and even to this day on TikTok, you know, it's like, there's all this like little mm-hmm. lingo and the way you have to hash and say things to like get it to pass, you know, through. So, so it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, yeah, it, it, I didn't bother. right. Right. It's like, and then nowadays, like I see the news and I'm just like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with like the handmaid's tale. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you watch the show or? <laughs> yeah, I've watched it. Yeah. Okay, girl. I'm like, I'm seeing, you know, oh, abortions now illegal after six weeks in like mm-hmm. Texas. And then I think Florida jumped on. I'm just like, you guys, this is literally the handmaid's tale happening mm-hmm. in real time. You know what I mean? Like women's mm-hmm. rights are getting stripped from us. Like, it's just like crazy, you know? And it's like, so I, in a way, I'm actually happy that you say that the culture is actually, it's shifting because I always like was scared. I'm like, shit, we're about to literally go into the handmaid's tale times now. We're like, literally like we won't have any yeah. rights and all that. So, um, but I guess in a sense too, like, you know, this, you know, you know, where we live in the United States, it's like so 
you know, like kind of like divided. You know what I mean? Like I really feel like Florida's yeah. not a part of the <laughs> United States. I feel like they should be like on their America's own. dick just hanging out there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my God. That is literally Florida's America's dick. The gooch of America. Like, yes. I love that. No, you're right, girl. You're absolutely right. You're right. Um, well, okay. So I love that. Okay. One more question that I wanted to ask before we go on a break and then we get into the meditate, masturbate, medicate portion. Um, I wanted to know, you know, in a sense of like, you also are a pole dancer, right? Not only you're a stripper, you're a pole dancer and you're a pole dance instructor. Right. And so in our culture of like pole dancing and stripping and all that stuff, there is, I would say a little bit of a weird, you know, divide between say, oh no, I'm not a stripper. I'm a pole dancer. Like, or I teach pole and I'm not a stripper. Like, how do you feel about that divide? Like, do you feel like that's frustrating too? Because you kind of like, you, you are in both sides of things. Sure. Um, you know, it's funny. Cause when that hashtag came out, not a stripper, I always thought it was like, Oh, I'm just not a stripper, but I do pole. Like I didn't catch on to like, Oh, there it's a dig. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Don't pay attention right. To shit. And then I realized, you know, like, Oh, this is a problem, you know? And then yes, a stripper, I forgot who came up with that, but you know, to respond to that, um, so can you I, tell the I, audience that yeah. might not know about that? Oh, can you yeah. tell them like about what that means? Yeah. So I think at some point in the early poll ages, there was someone started using the hashtag on social media, not a stripper to say, you know, I do poll, but I'm not a stripper. I'm not dirty. I'm not one of those people. Right. And then some stripper, I think it was L Stanger maybe came up with, yes, a stripper hashtag. So, you know, we could start claiming that. Um, and it really took off, you know, it really worked. Um, I, you know, so that's the background in that I've never, I've never had someone come up to me and be like, ew, you're a stripper, get out of this, you know, get out of here. Um, well, no, that's not true. Flirty girl did that. (laughs) Did do that to me. Mm -hmm. I was making a video there for like some Jean butterfly contest. And I had like a pair of like sheer black underwear, but I had rented the studio. I paid like a hundred dollars for an hour to practice there to make a video. And no one was there. (laughs) Like, and this woman was like, she saw me. And then she wrote an email to the company saying, flirty girls, not dirty girls. That was the only time I ever experienced like outright you know, stigmatization, but, um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's the way that it hurts the most is when someone says something, not realizing that they're saying it and Mm -hmm. they're like othering you. Like I remember I was at a a poll con type thing once and there was like some non strippers standing, talking to each other. And I was kind of like in the middle of a converse, but I was listening I'd hear everything. And one of them was like, Oh, you know, like all the strippers like always have to go hang out when they come to these things or, you know, like they always have to go hang out with each other. And I was like, why does that bother you? Yeah. That like we find each other and we feel a sense of like drawing to each other because yeah. of our shared experience. You know, why does it bother you that we have to have something of our own that you're not invited to? It doesn't mean right. you're a bad person. It's just, you don't understand this experience and you never will unless we do it. So you're only going to feel awkward being a part of this conversation. So it's like, not, you don't have to have everything just because you do poll. (laughs) You don't have to have all of it. Like, um, so, you know, um, I think maybe that's, that that's probably the worst I've ever heard. I've experienced some things that I can't, you know, say were for sure done to me, but little digs at like the way that I was dancing, you know, and Mm -hmm. some technique that I didn't have or lacked and someone would like criticize it and, 
then be like, oh, well, that's just your stripper style. You know, um, I didn't take dance classes as a kid. I didn't start dancing until I was like 27 years old. Right, right, right. You know, like, it's like, I really? got nothing, you know, yeah. Right, really. Um, and then, and then it's but, like, you know, it, and it just like annoys you because it's just like, there's all those like hashtags, like exotic pole and everything. And then you see all these like, you know, half naked, like Russian dancers doing yeah. all this stuff. But then of course they're like, oh, don't fucking yeah. call me a stripper. Like, what the, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, pay homage to what the fuck you're doing. You know, first of all, yeah. give respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's like, what the fuck? Like, I just can't even believe. Like, yeah, when I saw that shit, because I'm so pro-sex work and supportive and just like, shout out to you guys, like the strongest people ever. And, you know, and it's just like, mind your own fucking business. Like, what is, what is, yeah. what I'm doing to make my money your fucking business? Like, what is it your business? Like, I really don't. Yeah see the problem well, you know truthfully I think it's because I think they're haters because they're jealous and they wish they could do it you know it's pretty right. it's pretty intimidating to meet a stripper um, that makes money and can fucking pole dance and shows up in your studio and throws down and then goes Very to the true. club that Very night true. and throws down there too um, you know and I think that when I I'm not saying I'm the greatest dancer but you know for being a stripper that had no dance training I I did pretty good for myself on pole. yeah and um, you know I, I picked up on some of that sometimes you know like mm-hmm. little passive aggressive digs from people I'm like oh okay and at the time I didn't know I didn't get it and then years later it like oh <laughs> Girl, they mad. I know I had something. I'm like, I'm just going to work, you know, and making bank, and they hating, girl. Okay, it's like, all right, well, you be mad because you're paying, you know, some Mm -hmm. out of dollars to be here at the studio when I'm literally, you know, training for my job where I'm going to make good money. So be mad. (laughs) Right. So, well, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your transparency. Like, I really appreciate it because I love. You know, I think that this is something that I like to do is just kind of bring people into the world a little bit, maybe a more understanding because I feel like at the end of the day a job you know you're going to work you're clocking into it's just a different type of work so thank you again for bad yeah um yeah. i to go back to what you oh sorry yeah no no please. how i handle stigmatization now like because yes, i told please. you how i handled it back in the day and i like internalized it yes. now the way i deal with that is i try to educate people okay as, as laborsome as it is you know i i was posting some of my stories about you know this is what happened to this sex worker like i'll post like a headline you know to try to make people think or if there's like some sort of like like protest or something going on, you know, I always post that shit because I know a lot of strippers do follow me and mm-hmm. it might help them, you know, it might help them to realize like, Oh, like I'm allowed to feel like I have rights or I recognize that I'm being treated a certain way by management. And I didn't know that I could do this about it, you know? So that's how I handle it now is I just try to, um, you know, help other, like I was saying before, like mentor or like give other dancers information to help them get through this experience, um, lucratively but also like save their mental health and how to handle it you know socially yeah I love that I love that and one and then y'all need insurance y'all need all the benefits <sighs> I'm telling you like that yes it needs to be that needs to happen like I mm-hmm. you know I know I fierce was on my show too and so when she was saying she's like she's like my goal is to like open a, a you know a strip club but then have it be where like I can provide like health insurance and all that I was like sickening you know so yeah you know I'm I'm all for her to do that like I think that would be fucking awesome so because that's there's you know. no reason why we can't yeah you know like they try to say they charge us all these house fees and bullshit for because it's so expensive to run the club that's not true right it's not true because like there are several bars in Chicago that have liquor licenses and cabaret licenses, you know, they pay extra for that cabaret license, but it's not that much extra. And mm. they're not charging their bartenders and servers how right. to come in and work. They get right. paid their, 
you know, servers minimum wage and they get to keep all their tips. Right. So, you know, it's bullshit. It's bullshit when they say, oh, we have to, you know, comp- you make up for what we're losing and, and giving you this license to work. No, it's fucking bullshit. Oh, it's 100%. Five. It's it's, yeah. it's all the mob, you know, just, oh. you know, paying paying cash under the table, you know, paying off the cops, paying off the aldermen, you know. Oh, girl. Okay. That's why they don't want us to be empowered. They want us to feel stupid and not let us know that we have rights because if they keep us down and they keep us small, then we won't collectively come together and be like, actually, right. we're taking your jobs from you. You can yeah, get the fuck out right. of here. I know yeah. that's fucking right. She <laughs> said it, y'all. She said, and we live in Chicago, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the most cor- one of the most corrupt cities, I would say, you know, like, uh, you know, we have that reputation. So I, yep. everything I'm just over here, like preach girl. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love like hearing your story and I loved your insight. And I'm like, thank you for educating everyone too today. Cause I think that's what the key is too, is like, this is all a learning experience, right? Too. If you're not familiar, so to speak, if you're part of the culture and you, you already know, like, girl, I already know all this. I'm like, perfect. You know, just another conversation. And then we got to know you a little bit more. And so we're going to get to know you even more in a second. So we're going to take a little quick break. And then when she, uh, Lisa comes back, we're going to do meditate, masturbate and or medicate. We'll be back. Akon and T-Pain was only ones in love with a stripper. Forgot to mention Twister, Pimp C, Paul Wall, MJG, and Too Short. No, we had to remix this. She got the body of a goddess, everybody know that. Super cute face and the booty so fat. I'm in the club, dropping 24 stacks. Cause I'm in love and that's a well-known fact. Like, is he know what she doing? If a nigga tell her with a stripper, then he never go back home. She got eyes, but a peak ain't brown, can't leave it alone. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. And we are back, everyone. And you know what it's time for? It's time for meditate, masturbate, and or medicate. All right, Lisa, you can choose. So this part of the segment, if you're not familiar, right, of the show, uh, this is like our wellness segment. We have our three pillars. We have meditate, masturbate, medicate, and you can choose one two or all three to talk about just a little bit about in each section in the section. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. What do you choose? What do we even talk about? All of them. <gasps> yes. <laughs> a little mixed bag episode guys. Yeah. So we're going to do a little bit of all of them. Okay. What do you want to start with? Um, let's talk about meditate. Yes. Okay. Meditate. All right. So what are some meditation practices that you, you know, that you do? Um, well, I started out using, um, the headspace app. That's how I got into it, but also from yoga class, I used to do yoga. Okay. Um, so I, I try to every day for 10 minutes. I did 15 minutes today. I was proud of myself. Oh, that's um, good. But that's I long. Use, um, it's, Ooh, that's it long. feels like forever. Oh God. <laughs> I still can only probably muster up maybe 10 
Like, yeah. you know, like, I'll, ooh, I get antsy, girl. 15 is good. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to try to do maybe like 10 in the morning and 10 at night, you know, because I, I never I like do that. before I sleep and I, I really want to do that. And I just forget. Um, I switched over to 10% happier because they have like lots of teachers, but I'm getting to this point where I feel like I want like a more formal practice. Like I might want to do like, um, like a meditation retreat at some point or try like different styles. Yeah. I want to do some, it's been on my mind for several years and I know I'm going to do it eventually, like probably between like jobs or something like that. Um, I love it. Yeah. That's, I, I I do think it's really helped a lot. Like I get pretty hormonal. (laughs) Like I, I get crazy. Like I just went off on my boyfriend last weekend and like, I broke up with him and he's like, (laughs) 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 what's your sign? I didn't ask you that. What's your sign? Scorpio. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes you're a scorpio yeah. uh what's your mm-hmm. ri- do you know your rising and your like moon and all that do you know that your birth like I don't i think my i think my moon is in virgo or something okay like okay do you have Someone that told do you, me do you have that co-star app or like that one i do yeah okay I okay I i'll have that. to find it yeah i'm like i'll have to find you on that because i don't think we like someone told me like they looked at my co-star and they said something like oh you're all on one side and then they looked at me and like that makes sense. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> you're like, sure. uh, thank you. I mean, I mean, listen, I fake act like I know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I'm over here just, you know, you know, I mean, for the most part, like if you're like a sign that I'm like very familiar with, because like, I ha- like, I have cancers all around me. Like I have cancers. Uh-huh. All my partner's a cancer, you know, he, my sister's a cancer, you know, like, so I know cancers really, and I'm a Taurus, you know, and then, um, yeah. my, my, I am a Taurus son, Gemini moon and Gemini rising. So I have a lot of Gemini too in my chart. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm, yeah. So, um, which makes me a little bit like scatter brain, like a little all over the fucking place. And I am, yeah. like, you know, um, so that's why, <laughs> but I wonder about your, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, wonder, I'm going to find you later. I'm going to like see. Look Co-star at says I'm a, a sun Scorpio, uh-huh. a moon Virgo. Okay. I remembered that right. You're a moon Ascending Virgo. Scorpio, Mercury Mid- Libra. Wait, yeah. so, but what's your ascending ascendant? Scorpio. Yo, so your ascending. sun is Scorpio, you're ascending Scorpio, and you're a Virgo moon. Yep. Oh, girl, you have a very powerful chart. Like, you're just, you have all these, like, really powerful, like, um, you know, like, what do you call them? Like, like, like Virgos, like, I, like, Beyonce's a Virgo. Yeah. Yeah, like, Beyonce's a Virgo. And then Scorpios can be very, like, sexual and very, like, passionate, but they can be a little crazy. Can be yep. a little crazy. <laughs> Yep. She's like, correct. Verified. <laughs> correct. And you have, and you have, uh, your ascending is a Virgo too. So yeah, that's uh-huh. why you broke up with your boyfriend on a rampage last week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So He's meditation. Too, so. Oh my God. You're two Scorpios mm-hmm. and you're making it work. Shout out to the two Scorpios. Making it work. <laughs> nobody's dead yet. Yeah. Nobody's not. Nobody's dead yet. No, I can't. I can't. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, say a prayer to your, your partner over there. I'm just playing. Fake. No, I think, I, but you know what? You guys are probably super passionate. You probably, you guys probably have awesome sex. I'll tell you that. We do. It's great. Yep. I was going to say, I'm like, you probably have, you're like two Scorpios. You guys are probably getting it in. So it's great. Be, yeah. all of it. Well, we haven't got to masturbate yet. So, okay. We yeah. were at meditate. <laughs> <laughs> like we had um, so, okay. Meditate. So you're doing 15 minutes. You're using the headspace app and you're going to try to practice now doing like some meditation in the daytime and then nighttime too, like before bed, which mm-hmm. I need to do that too. Cause I am very mm-hmm. bad about that. I do sometimes in the mornings and sometimes I forget cause I'll just like start checking my emails right away. Mm-hmm. But 
even before bed, you're right. Just kind of like, well, you know what? I lie. I, I, I use the Insight Timer app. Have you heard of that yeah. one? Mm-hmm. I've used Love that one that. too. Oh, yeah. I use it every night to sleep. Like I'll put on some like white noise or I'll, I'll yeah. put on like an hour, like I'll put on like, an, like a three hour like ocean sounds and I'll just like lay there and I'll go to bed, you know? So I guess that's my, yeah. you know. I used to use it too. Yeah. Cause I yeah. working at the club, I need a lot of white noise to cope with, you know, sleeping like a vampire. So I actually, <laughs> yeah, I used to, I used to use it for that too. Okay, I use a different okay. app now. You might like this one. It's called Beatfulness um, for night. Yeah, Beatfulness. Yeah, it's binaural beats. It's subscription, but it's like a dollar to a month. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's all binaural beats, and they're they're mixed with like other things. So it's like you know, for, oh, like, like lo-fi, kind of like yeah, lo-fi music a little bit, or yeah, it's some of it's like more music, some of it's just like random sounds, but it has like a, a frequency like in the ah, bed of it okay. that you don't really hear and it's supposed to help you with whatever you're trying to you know balance in your brain you know there's one for like creativity and um you know other stuff like for your your sign you know you can I'm do, downloading like, it right now chorus one yeah, yeah I'm gonna download it right now girl thank you so much beatfulness yeah. I'll put that in the show notes guys so if you guys want to check that app out so yeah cute cute all right okay what was that I should get an affiliate link. Yes, you should. I know. I was about to say, I'm like, they ain't paying me. So maybe I shouldn't, but whatever. Uh, um, okay, cute. So that was meditate. What are we going to do next? We're going to do medit- masturbate, masturbate or meditate. Sickening. All right. We're going to go into it. Do it. Masturbate. All right. Uh, so you and you and your partner, you guys are both Scorpios, but what about masturbation for you? Right. Do you every practice day. it every, every day? day. Every day. Day or night. Three times a day. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no shame. Um, it helps my stress. <laughs> like I get really anxious, you know? Okay. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like I have a collection of a lot of toys. So like customers have bought them for me. Like when I worked at Hustlers, like they had a, a there's a Hustler store next to the club. Oh, so, nice. you know, customers will be like, oh, let me buy you some stuff. So, you know, I have like a bunch of a box full of shit that I. Come on. Use. You know, there's always a favorite. There's always like the Hitachi. Like I don't have time to grab the Hitachi, you know. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I yeah. love it though. She's <laughs> like, I have a whole like dungeon of sex toys so <laughs> pretty much <laughs> i love it i love it so your hitachi's are your favorite one mm-hmm. what is that yeah. exactly is that the it's one that the vibrates one that looks like a massager yeah oh the like big the, guy yeah um, with the big old yeah. white top yeah I'll put a, yeah i'll put that in the show notes guys i'm sure you guys have seen it it's one of those staples. another affiliate link <laughs> girl okay i know right you are preaching to the choir i, I swear to god <laughs> Uh, yes. Okay. So we like that one. All right. Now, do you have, do you set a mood? Do you like, like candles? Do you, or are you just like, let me just get it in real quick. Like, I'm just like a guy. I'm like, <laughs> do I have time? Six minutes. Okay. Um, yes. I love it. Do you, do you watch porn or anything? Sometimes every okay. now and then. Um, but, uh, you know, usually like I have something in my head, you know, like when I'm in a relationship, it's always like whoever I'm with, you know, that's um, that's but sometimes skill. I watch porn. I try that's not skill. to watch porn lately though, because I feel like, you know, like I'm, if I'm going to watch porn, I want to watch porn like paid for because it feels weird to be a sex worker and like not pay for other forms of sex work. So, um, shout out, to, not shout out to you. 
not currently yeah. watching porn, um, but I've looked at, there's like a couple sites that's like, you know, ethically made, uh-huh. like, you know, that everyone was respected and it's, okay, you know, so. What, yeah. what are, I mean, I know we're not, girl, I, we need affiliate links really, but I'm very curious about these, these, uh, like, what are some websites that you, that are more um, geared towards sex work that people oh, can check like, out? There used to be, I don't remember what it was called. There's one, it was like all lesbian. Cause I used to be, uh-huh. you know, in a relationship with another woman. So yeah. I tended to watch more lesbian porn. I don't remember what it was called like something with like a key or something in the name. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then uh, there's a site called make love, not porn. That's all submitted by users of the site. So it's like really homemade amateur porn, like regular people, you know, wow. regular yeah. So like make love, um, not porn. I love, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I do think, hear I that. That's like a cool idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Cause I was going to say, I'm like, I have heard from like some like girlfriends of mine and just said, you know, I don't really like watching the porn. Like it's so like weird and fake and just like aggressive. Like I just want to yeah. I just want to watch real people have sex. Like, is that, does that exist? Yeah. And it does. So yeah, I love that. Totally. Because okay. yeah. I mean, think of like, if it's aggressive and gross, I mean, that's the male gaze. You know, that's yeah. what they think um, yeah. sex should be for them. And then we right. watch that and we're like, well, I guess this is what sex should be. So this but is how sucks. I should. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, why am I never having fun? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Because I you know, fucking so, it's, it, Yeah, like it yeah. looks like it would be fun. But when you're actually, because at the same time, guys, Porn, porn stars are actors, okay? Of very course. gifted, very gifted actors, mm-hmm. okay? And so, yeah, they're sometimes, like, if the ones that I'm like, because I could always be like, oh, I, I know she's enjoying herself or he's enjoying herself. I could tell, but I'm like, of course, you know, they could be a brilliant yeah. actor and could be faking it too. So, but it's like, I like to like look for the ones where I'm like, oh, uh-huh. it looks like they're actually enjoying themselves as opposed to just like, wow, you know, they yeah. just, I don't know. You, you already That's know. That's what, what I always doing. look for. Like, I used to have a client, we would... Um, go on Chatterbait, and he. We found one couple that were filming together, and you could tell that they were actually together, and like they were actually having fun together. So Aww. we followed them, and like we just would like send them like a ton of tokens. Like one night, like he won one of their little contests, and they sent me like some butt plug with a raccoon tail. Like that's in that <laughs> box back there too. You know? In the dungeon, yes. Yeah. So just like finding people on you know like campsites. What's that? Chat- Chatterbox. Chatterbait. 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 Okay. Yeah. And then you said they send tokens. It's it's kind of like Twitch. Yeah. Where you can send. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ah, it's like that. Okay. Interesting. All yeah. right. Cool. That's like, I love, I love this stuff. Cause that's, I'm like, give us the tea, like share, like what are these platforms <laughs> yeah. that we can go check out? Okay. Or OnlyFans, cool. you know, like you shout out to OnlyFans. People on OnlyFans. I Girl. used to subscribe to a lot of other sex workers on OnlyFans. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, it's like, if you have a person or, or something that you like, or, like a, uh, OnlyFans channel that you like really fuck with. Yeah, you'll, I'll pay for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, fuck yeah, you know? Um, it's good quality stuff. Did you just see though that this annoyed me? Cause I was just like, really? Like the, um, what is her name? The girl that said, catch me outside, that girl. Oh yeah. She was, girl. <laughs> bad baby or something. Bad like baby girl. Yeah. She taking bang. She showed, yeah. she actually showed her uh, OnlyFans um, account mm-hmm. on like social media. She made like millions of dollars. I was like, ugh. I quit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that is but, smart. Like you said, yeah. earlier, sex workers are fucking smart. Killing it. No, I was really, yeah. I was very, very, cause I, 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 
I agree in the sense of like, I want, cause like when I had my friend that I went to high school with, Tommy Defendi, who was a, a gay porn star on, he would tell me to this day that there's porn that's circulating with his, with his face and everything all on it. He's not getting any money for it. Mm. He's not getting a dime for it, you know? And it's like, as an actor, like if you say film, film a scene on like, say Shameless, and then if that goes back in syndication or goes on TV, you're going to get paid for that. You know, that all the actors yeah. get paid. So I feel like it should be the same for, for porn stars and, you know, like yeah. sex workers. I wonder... There probably is. I, I feel like I researched this a couple of years ago. Um, there were some people trying to start a union for performers or there is one based out of like Vegas or California or some somewhere out West. Like, I feel like I came across this when I was doing some research for um, strippers mm. rights. Okay. I think there is, but you know, that doesn't mean that like it's working or it's like, they're still getting I don't know if they're getting right. royalty checks, right. but right. Um, there needs to be something like, like, just like there's the the actors union too. There, there, there needs to be a sex work union. Come on. Like that would be fucking lit. And yeah. And then the thing is like, the, like, cause that's the thing is like, what I think is a really, um, stupid, you know, stereotype that say sex workers do have is that they're dirty, right? The whole dirtiness. It's mm-hmm. like, but yet sex workers get tested like the most and will be like the cleanest because they know like, this is my job. I have to stay, you know, I have yeah. to know my status at all times yet, you yeah. know, you're the dude you just picked up at the bar. He, that nigga hasn't got tested it ever in his life. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's so true. Like, me, you know, it's so true. Like, <laughs> yes, I used to get tested like compulsively. Right. And, um, you know, working at a club, like you'll go do a champagne room. You go upstairs. You always have your baby wipes. You take your little stripper bath and you go back downstairs. Like there's it. just, it's so funny. Cause like strippers are so meticulous like wipe everything, extra deodorant. There's always like yep. a basket full of like a million different body sprays. It's like, we're meticulous about our hygiene. It's oh yeah, hilarious to me that people think that we're not. I remember my first experience, like one of my first experiences going to the pole, going to the strip club. There was this one stripper. She was this white girl with like a bob and she, her skin was so soft and smelled so good. And so immediately I was like, oh, all that shit bullshit. All that shit is bullshit. <laughs> like she had like the most softest skin in the world. And she was just like, she smelled so good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my, and I, it's like ingrained in me. So like to mm-hmm. this day, I'm like, oh my God. Like I, like, I was like touching her butt and shit. I was like, oh my God. Yes. Like mm-hmm. I, I was just like, I can't forget that. Like that's. That, but that's my experience. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. And that wouldn't have been me. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I am not that stripper. <laughs> You're like oh, I don't no. even bother with like deodorant half the time. I'm like I I don't care. Let really me get it. But you know care. what? There's a customer that is into that, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Like the yeah, guy, he's out there. <laughs> just like the foot, just like the foot smelling yeah. guys out there, guys. So just yeah. find your customer. They're out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. Okay. Cute. All right. We did masturbate. We did uh, meditate. Now medicate. So you did say mm. you're a consumer. You do. You smoke the ganja. So yeah. uh, and I saw that you had some swift lips over there. So those are those pre rolls. Yeah. 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 So you smoke flour. You you do edibles. Do you vape? I do edibles. Yeah. yeah. I don't vape though. For okay. some reason that just like I used to, and then it just like creeped me out. But also I would always like lose the cartridges or they like uh, leak in my purse, you know, oh, like that happened a couple of yeah. times. I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, Dude, not, yeah. I have one. I have a, my Bebo pen right here. That's like clogged right now. And I'm trying to hit. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, <laughs> so I hear you. Yeah. And I always lose them too. I would oh. lose them like 
like know. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you um, like although they're much easier to fly with? So. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was like. Mostly when I have a vape, like the reason why I'm like I'm in the house, so I'm like on like the pod. I like to hit this. Like I had to hit my Bebo vape pen, but mostly I'm a flower girl. I love flower. Yeah, I love yeah. flower. I grow That's flower. I am lately. Yeah, you like flower? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I haven't been going to the dispensary. Like I'm on this like, well, my card expired. I need to get that done again. Um, but oh, I'm your trying medical card. not to. Yeah, your medical card. Yeah. Card. yeah, yeah. I do I'm too. Yeah. Like not to go to the dispensary because the tax is so high, and I just oh. feel like I don't like how that came into existence and like only like rich white men have that privilege of getting those licenses. Oh, and it's like, there's oh, still like all the black yep. and brown people are incarcerated. Like it just feels so wrong to me. And I don't know how to like, I, I don't know enough about it. You know, I, I, hear I just you, girl. don't want to give my money to them. I'm um, not mad at you. I'm really not. Yeah. I'm really not. And I, and I work in that industry. So I hear you. Like yeah. I, and you're not, you know, the things you're saying is not, Mm-hmm. Incorrect. You know what I mean? Like I, I struggle with that as well. Tell, tell mm-hmm. trusting. And like the way I kind of see it from my perspective is that like me working in it, I'm a black, I'm a black woman in the industry. So I'm like, you know, if I wasn't here, you know, say a rich white man would probably be here, you know what I mean? Or whatever have you. Yeah. Right. So I just, you know, I, I, cause I'm the same, like I'm one of those, I'm like, fuck like, okay, if we're about to like, you know, legalize it federally as well, get, let everybody out, like let the fuck why are they still in jail? Why are people still getting arrested for weed? Like, I don't get it, you know, but we all know what that is. It's all systemic racism. Yeah. So there yeah. we go. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. But you did you yeah. did say that people just give you weed, which is sickening. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I started doing these like cannabis um, pop-up events. Like they needed. Did you? And, yeah. And this this guy, Julio, would always call me back. And he would always give me a bag. And I'm like, dude, I can't even smoke this as fast. Like, this is a lot of weed. <laughs> like, oh, my you know, God. I'm, I'm, I'm a light smoker, a little like every other day or so. I have go through okay. phases. But, okay. Um, I, and I used to make edibles. And I actually just found a jar of butter in the back of my cabinet. Hey! I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know I still had this. <laughs> so I usually will make my own edibles. And then, okay. you know, just I literally found a quarter ounce. I was cleaning my house the other day. And I'm like, I kept finding bags of weed. I'm like, this is an eighth. Holy oh, shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. She the weed queen, y'all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Did you yeah. ever grow weed yourself or? No. <sighs> but someday, someday okay. I would okay. it's like not to as, do that. Yeah. It's it's doable. Like just from hearing you and everything, like you could grow weed. It, you could definitely do it. Like it's 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 possible. I, I'm literally growing outside of my greenhouse right now. Really? Yeah. I have a greenhouse and I literally just last year I did it for the first time. I, I had a really good yield. All, I literally would go out, I'd meditate, I would, you know, listen to podcasts out with my, in my greenhouse. Right now I have a good amount and they're looking happy. The weather needs to get it together, obviously, but <laughs> right. yeah, but no, like I'm letting That's the so sun, cool. I'm letting the sun do its job. You know, it's a yeah. plant. It's a fucking plant yeah. at the end of the day. So yeah, but, um, it's work though. You know, obviously, you know, if you got everything, like it's work, it's your you know, babies. I mean? yeah, but it's therapeutic. <laughs> children. They're, they're yeah. my babies. They're my babies. I got, chick- <laughs> I got chickens in the back girl running around too with them. You like, do. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You and my boyfriend would get along. So well. actually really? I talked to him about that. Yeah. Cause he, well, he lives in Memphis. So the, the, you know, the climate there is a lot better. Like yes. you can grow a lot easier there, but he's got like, I don't know, 11 or 12 chickens in the backyard. Mm-hmm. What girl? Ooh, and yeah. you know what? I bet he. Oh, I have two, and they shit everywhere. So I can't even imagine. <laughs> and when we let them run around the backyard, so we let them have yeah. a good time because there's two of them. They're yeah. they're sweethearts. So like, Aww. yeah, yeah. I love my ch- I love our chickens. It's so random, but yeah. Oh, that's so cool though. He's at like eleven, twelve. That's crazy. So you guys they're got plenty of eggs. Place. 
Oh, you guys got yeah. eggs all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah There's I love some it. ducks back there too. Yeah. Oh, the do- oh, he's got a utopia like me. I yeah. love that. Okay. Yeah, he's a, farm? a farmer. Yeah. He, oh, he's a farmer. He has like the, the chickens are on his, his house property, but um, he works on a farm. So he's always got like food. He's always oh bringing God. like shit. He's like, I'm going to make this. Look at, I grew this. And I'm going to, you know, make this with it. And that's cool. I yeah. live. That's amazing. I really mm-hmm. honestly one, think one day I'm just going to end up just retiring and just having a fun. Like, Cause the thing is like, I love it. I didn't think I would, but it's so therapeutic. It's so beautiful. <laughs> that's what like the- humans are really meant to do, you know? Right. Right. Literally, literally. Oh, okay. Cute. So, okay. So we smoke weed. Um, and then you said you used to make your, I love that you found butter. Cause I literally the other day did the same thing. Like I realized I still had butter <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. And I still have all my trim um, from the, my last yield and I have to like make hash out of it. So I still have to do that. Like, so uh, yeah. It's, I've never made hash. That no, sounds like uh, fun. Well, the thing is I, I researched it. It doesn't seem too hard. I just gotta like sit down and do it. You know what I'm saying? I just haven't had the time, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's like, I just love everything about like the process of it. So it's, I love that you at least like we can like we had that camaraderie with that because I respect it. I love that you make your own edibles and that's awesome. Like awesome. I got yeah. this cookbook. Actually, my aunt bought this cookbook for my brother for Christmas because he he sells and she's like, oh, I'll buy him an edibles cook. He sells and his wife makes the, the the edibles and stuff. Right. And um, I accidentally opened it and I and she was like, she sent a text she's like, well, the book is for your brother. I'm like, no, it's mine now. Ah, <laughs> so, you're like, it's a good ass book. I'm going to show it to you. Yeah. Is it a good one? I want to know it because I need to make this some is, more stuff. This is a really oh. good book. Yes. Do you have this? So at the dispensary mm-hmm. I worked at, they sold that book. I, I didn't pick it up, but I've, nice. I read through it. I used to sit there at yeah. work and just read through that. It's a very good book. It's a very good book. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, actually want to say edibles, small bites. <laughs> yep. I actually took some photos of the recipes in there. So I did, I did. I, and I took them. Yeah. Cause I was at work. So I was like, oh, I'll just take, make this later. I'll make this later. Yeah. That's a good book. It's called edibles, right? Yep. Yeah. That's yep. a good one. Edibles. I made and it's the, beautiful. Um, yeah. It's, um, it's a beautiful looking book. And I made the, um, the cornbread corn dog muffins. That was oh, really good. Shit. I made, there's like a coconut, um, like almond joy bars. I made those were awesome. Yeah. And those marshmallows, the marshmallows are great too. The marshmallows. Okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I need to like, cause I think I do have butter. Like I saw like, and my partner's been like telling me like, I want some more cookies or cause I used to make these like butterscotch cookie things like, you know, and then like mm. these chocolate ones too and stuff. So, but I've never dived into like the savory side mm-hmm. of, of edibles, which I think is really intriguing. Like I like that you made the cornbread and stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And I'm a little like, oh God, but I'm just like, the whole like um the measuring you know what i mean i'm like figuring out that like who is hard so i'll be making these cookies and they be oh my god so strong and i'd be like ooh, like eat a little bit (laughs) i mean you like turn into like a physicist you're like wait i have this many milligrams of this and then if i Uh oil and but then i have to make this recipe with it so wait i actually have to cut it with this much oil to balance it out otherwise i'm too strong yeah, if you can make, if you can figure out the ratios and all that shit, uh-huh. damn, like, then you're like, cause that's the thing, like, you know how, you know how everyone's had that like really strong Ooh. fucking cookie or edible or brownie. And you're like, all right, can't do this shit too much. You know what I mean? I will so, never forget. Oh. I will never forget that one time I had this yep. little tiny ass cookie like this big. Yeah. And my friend was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, well, okay. Well, eat it. And then, oh, I was, I was in it. I was hanging out with Ariel Amy. Do you remember her? Ariel and Amy. Oh, this, yeah. 
I had this cookie and she was in Chicago. She, she had a hotel room and we were hanging out and all of a sudden it just hit me and I got the spins really bad. I just oh, like put the blanket over me and I was like, I'm going to throw up. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I like, it's so crazy how like when you explain that, it immediately takes mm-hmm. me back to my, mm-hmm. you know, my, my session of being too high and uncontrollably and yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. Now I know you how know my what? dog feels when he ate that weed. <gasps> <laughs> Your dog did? So bad. Yeah, my, my old dog. Yeah, I got like oh, a no. chocolate bar or something and I put it on the coffee table. I wasn't thinking that he would get into it. I just went to like go run to get something and I came oh, back 20 no. minutes later and, and I went to pet him and he like flinched. I'm like, something's wrong with the dog. And I was like, something's Uh-oh. wrong with the dog. I'm like, oh my God. And then I was like, my girlfriend goes, wait, where's that candy bar? Oh, shit. And I'm like, it's right there. And I'm like, oh, it's not there. And then I found it in another like couch and it was just the foil wrapper. Just He ate like 60 milligrams. I oh think. my God. And he was a chihuahua. I felt so bad. And he's a chihuahua. Yeah. Oh my God. About the size of my current dog. Yeah, they're about the same size. Oh, was yeah. he okay? I, oh, he was, he was lit for like a whole day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just high yeah. he'd be fine like oh my yeah. god i felt That's... so bad oh yeah. the poor baby he was like what the fuck was that i ate yeah, i wanted to make him puke too i, I was to gonna say i'm like did you try to it. yeah i was like did you make yeah. him did you like get it out of him okay that's good okay Aww. i think i got enough he still got super stoned so oh yeah. i know that's right like that because that that would fuck me up for for days like i'm, I'm a right? i'm a five milligram girl like if you give me that i'm good i'm gucci like 10 yeah. is still a little too much yeah. for me you know i don't want to be that high like i'm i'm good with like five like that's a nice solid feeling for me but yeah it sounds nice I what have about to you have, like well i have a higher tolerance but i, I don't uh-huh. really partake that often it's just i think my chemistry but usually yeah. like 10 but sometimes 10? Okay. 15 yeah yeah yeah, that I mean, it's yeah. yeah, it does sound like maybe just like your body chemistry because I'm like, especially if you aren't really partaking, like that means your tolerance would go down. But yeah, some people yeah. though are just different. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember my friend Jeremy mm-hmm. that like never smoked weed in his life and like was new to edibles. He would take like 25 and like barely feel it. And I was like, dude. Wow. I was, he's just like, yeah, I don't feel shit. Like some, sometimes like edibles, it, it, I, I think there's research is still like, why is it that some people, yeah. you know, feel edibles more than others. You know what I mean? I think it has to do with like their liver, like metabolism. I don't fucking know. I, it's interesting. I got to do more research on it, but I think so. Cause I get nothing out of CBD and I wish that I did. Really? It doesn't do uh-huh. anything for me. I'm like, what is this crap? Like a rip off. And I didn't understand it. And I, now I understand some people get something from it, but okay. I might, I might be a little bit more relaxed. Okay. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't get really much at all from it. That's interesting. Okay. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's so interesting. Cause like, you're my other friend too. She's like, girl, I will take like a thousand milligrams of CBD and I will feel nothing. I'm like, girl, mm. for me, I love CBD and me are like this son. So yeah. I love it. I fucking love it. And it really works really well with me, but that's interesting. No, but I, I'm telling you, like I, I hear it all the time from the industry. Some people just, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Girl, I loved talking <laughs> with you. Like I learned so much about you. I, you've shared so much knowledge. You know, we got some fun meditate, masturbate, medicate stories. Cause that's always a good time. Uh, you're yeah. the shit. Thank you again for doing Thank this. You. It was great catching up with you. Um, and then, yeah, at this time, you know, like, are there any like 
you know, things that like, obviously give us your social medias, like anything we can follow you on, support you. Where can we find sure. you dancing if we want to go out and make it rain on you, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. I currently dance at Deja Vu okay. um, in the South Loop. I haven't, I had COVID for a couple of weeks, so I haven't been there, um, but I will go back pretty soon. Okay. Um, probably this weekend. And uh, sometimes I dance at Scores. This is so far away. I hate driving there. Scores? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, my social media is pull your heart out like that pole back there. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, yeah, like that's currently what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing more like, um, private coaching for pole, you know, pole privates. It's a competition season right now. So that's right. That stuff And trying to branch out, you know, I still love pole and I've always wanted to have my own studio space. So that's the goal. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's dope. Ooh, yeah. I love that. Cause I'm always a supporter of like strippers, you know, opening spaces mm-hmm. where they can control the narrative too. I love that too. I love that. It's yeah. so needed. And it's yeah. like, it's like weird to feel like, say that like there should be stripper owned ones. Like what's the difference, but there's a there's difference. A, there's a difference. Know? I'm like, eh, there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. And you know, yeah. no shade to like non-strippers. But, yeah. But it's in a sense, yeah. it's, it's a, I would say it's probably more of a, like you were saying, like an, like an understanding. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's I just guess. like a feeling of safety. Like, right. You know, I have felt it too. Like, like going to those pulp conventions, like somehow all the strippers gravitate. Right. Each other. <laughs> and you're like, wait, you work at a club. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. I know you yeah. went to the club. Um, it's just a thing. Like somehow you just all kind of find each other. And like, I know that if I would have, if, you know, a stripper owned studio would have been around when I started pulling, I probably would have had different experiences, you know, in studios like that. So it would be nice to be able to provide that someday. Awesome. Well, I see that in your future, girl. I see that in your future. I really do. So shout out to you, Lisa. (laughs) Yeah, girl. Hell yeah. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I hear you, girl. And I'm just like, I need to get back into it. Like, I'm going to probably do some workshops myself, but like I I'm fully into the cannabis world now. So I'm just like, that's like taking all my time and like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. So, you know, I'm enjoying that right now, but yeah, I, when I do get a chance to get in on my pole downstairs, I'm like, Oh, it's so special, but everything is a lot harder now. It's a lot harder. (laughs) So, but yeah, but no, thank you so much, Lisa. Like this has been so much fun. I learned, we learned, I'm sure the audience is over here. Like, yes, we learned so much. And yeah. Is there anything you want to leave the audience with before we, you know, get out of here? Like a motivational message, (laughs) whatever you want, whatever you want, even if it's like, you know, smell have someone smell your feet tonight i don't fucking know you know what i mean <laughs> you know i'm gonna i'll leave it with this um whether you're stripping in a club or whatever like whatever your job is always um always demand your value you know like i always tell people you know when i'm at the club and i'm talking to some customer for 10 minutes and he doesn't buy anything you know that could have been like two or three lap dances you know and i could have made like 60 bucks but i wasted 10 minutes not dancing for him. So basically I paid him $60 to waste my time. So, you know, I always tell people like with boundaries, with time, with other people, like, is that person worth an hour of your time? Like what is your hourly rate? How much you get paid per hour at work? Right. You know, is that person worth 40, $50 of your time? Most of the time people are like, when they're asking that question, like, what should I do about this person? And I say, well, how much do you make per hour at work? Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that person worth 50 bucks? time you want to go hang out with that person you want to pay them 100 bucks to hang out with them no okay there you go uh-huh. <laughs> so just always that. always know the value always know what your value is and it's always more than you think like whatever you think your value is 
for your time or whatever it is you're selling or, you know, double it, double it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Know your fucking worth. Know your Mm -hmm. worth. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. It's such a good, like, that's such a good thing to leave the people. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. And I feel like we can take that to whatever we want, right? In the sense of like whatever your, you whatever type of work, right? In the sense, like yeah. know your worth, know your worth. So yeah. Well, that's it guys for this week uh, on Kimboology. As always, you can always find us on TikTok or at Kimboology or at our Instagram at Kimboology Podcast. Uh, you can always uh, email us at KimboologyPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on the Twitter, even though I know Elon has now taken over Twitter. I don't know what that means. Uh, but we are on there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Uh, you know, we, we go on there every now and then. So, but yeah, reach out to us if you have anything and yeah, stay, stay, uh, stay lady titty and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. <laughs> well, shoot the damn dog.